You're listening to Shit Gamers Say, only on the Ohio State Podcast Network. Testing, 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 one, two, three, internet radio. Tag, jede. Ihr hört zu Shit Gamers Say. Wir nehmen heute 3 Mai 2015 auf. Ich heiße Joe Butter, der Moderator. Hier habe ich Peter Semin. Bonjour. Fuck you. <laughs> I was waiting for uh, that. I probably wrote, I probably said that in the most tone deaf way possible. <laughs> I was just reading the words as a constant stream. It's like, ah. Uh, oh wait, there's a period there. Oh, I forgot. Alf. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. You're listening to Shit Gamers Say. This is the well. week of the third of May, 2015. And I'm Welcome. Joe Boda. Welcome. With Please me today is Peter Samin. Please stay a while and understand. Understand with us. <laughs> it's a show about nothing, about video games, and and other things, many things. So all the, all sorts of things. Last week we discussed, well, we wanted to discuss uh, the best game intro cinematics, but because we usually need some time to prepare, we decided to save it until this week. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh my God, I'm so pumped. We, well, here's, how about this? We yeah. can start, we can jump straight into this, or we can talk about some irrelevant, irreverent nonsense associated with us in our lives hmm. that are not necessarily gaming related. Where, where do, do you want to start? Where do you want to start? I, you got me, you got me psyched up for these intros. All right, then we'll do the intros. We'll jump right into intros. <laughs> yeah, we have a list of what we consider to be the best cinematics. Our best. The ones that we remember. That's true, because there is a heavy bias towards one very particular, like just the certain console generations, certain areas of eras in time. Yeah, but also you got to remember, it wasn't until certain console generations that cinematics were even a thing. Yeah, much less so much detail put into them or so much effort. Yeah, like NES Super Nintendo era, it's like a cinematic was like two sprites bobbing up and down. Like that that doesn't really uh, add up to like, you know, epic, awesome cinematics. Not that that's bad. It's just it's not the spirit of this list. I suppose. And yeah, the spirit of this list, it should also be noted, these are exclusively cinematics, non-interactable yeah. parts. We Exclusively uh, cinematics and exclusively, like, stuff that just gets you pumped up and, like, after you watch the video, you want to play the game. Like, you want to get in there and play the game. Yeah. This was originally pitched as, like, best intro, and then I'm like... Oh yeah, there's like some good intros, and then this late title card appears, and then Peter's like, "Wait, that's not what I meant." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, we're talking raw dog cinematics stuff that doesn't exactly exist as much as it used to, but still. So we can start off with either one of our favorites. We we can. can... We, I think we should save the best our fa our favorites to like the very favorites to last. I think so. But here's another idea. Yeah. Do you want to go almost as if in a timeline order oh. of these games? You see, you see what I'm saying? Because 
I can see from right here on this list, you have a uh, very certain opinion about one particular cinematic, and I just went back to rewatch it, and it is not quite as good as my young brain remembered it. What? Okay. But that's no, that's the point. It's okay. it's still good. It's still good. So I'm let's, saying, let's, do you okay, want to hit these in a certain chronological order, or do I you want to go by the chronological order though? Fuck, we've made a mistake. I I mean, I know basically chronological order, but we can, not like. Yeah. We can go back and forth with our favorites and just like try to arrange them in some order that makes sense. Okay. To us personally. Sure. So. The, uh, who wants who wants to start? You who go wants first. To start? You want you want me to go first? Well, okay, I'll start with a particular low ball one. Um there isn't much to describe here, but Advance Wars 2 I thought had a pretty uh Pretty interesting, pretty, uh, as you put it, a, a, a cinematic that pumped me up. Yes. So, I should ask real quick, did you go back and watch all of these? Because I did. Yes, I made sure to go back and watch them just to make sure, well, first to make sure that my memory wasn't lifting these up. Also, there were ones that you had put on here that I had never seen before. Right, and same to you. So, I decided when I saw what you had written on here. I'm like, oh, may I should go and watch his, just yeah. so we know. So, Advanced Wars 2, I thought, was pretty cool, because it kind of starts up with, like, a, a reel, a film reel. Yeah. And, you know, but it's playing the music, and then yeah. it's like, two! Yes! Yeah, dude, this, this one gets definitely gets my seal of approval. It, it has everything that's good in a, a big intro. Like, it's showing you all the characters. It's, like, doing montages, like, cutting in the other characters, like, quick music. Like, it's... And then it just has the fucking newspapers like black hole returns or, you know, like it's just, yeah. it, it sets it up so that, you know, the exact context in which this game is taking place while at the same time, like kind of surprising you. It's like, oh, they're back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was a pretty good one. The, uh, I think if anything, they should do a remake of the Advance War games and update the music because, you know, it's compressed. Yeah. Being on the handheld. So if they could get like a remastered sound for that, that would be actually probably worth my while to repurchase that game. I would buy that remaster is what I'm saying. I I, I would too. We all should. Yes. <laughs> Kick, Kickstarter right now. So. so if we want to go next, if we want to stick, well, this is before Advance Wars 2, but like starting at the beginning as far as where mine go uh tony hawk tony hawk's pro skater i could not pick one that i thought was like yeah this is the one so i just went ahead and grouped one through four and underground into one bucket and that that was the era when the intros to tony hawk were just straight up skate videos to music can you recall the music in each of the tony hawk games that overlay the montage do it do it of course i can all right do it well, first, though, the, okay, so the thing is, I don't know the names of the songs, but, like, the first one, it's, like, that Lights Out <laughs> song, like, Lights, Gorilla. Gorilla Radio, you know yeah. that one. Yeah, and then, two, it's, it's, um, oh, my God. Now, now that you put me on the spot, I can't do it, but, you know, so, <laughs> two. Oh, of course I can. <laughs> I, I could if, if I wasn't on a podcast, that's the thing, so. You're like two, the Showtime it, frog. 
can't perform when yeah. everyone's watching. So three, I forget what it was. It's it's a very remem- memorable song. Four is ACDC. Um, it's an ACDC song. And then Underground, it's some some punk rock song. But like the thing that I love about these intros is that it's just straight up like skate you know skate videos. And I in um I don't I know you played it on N sixty four these uh Tony Hawk one. But my biggest thing for the old Tony Hawk games was unlocking the skate videos, which the PS1 disc could hold all these videos. And like, that was a big thing of like, man, I did so much stuff and I unlocked this secret skate video and you get to watch it. And it was really cool. And But once you got to Underground 2 and beyond, they stopped. Um, they still had skate videos that you can unlock, but the intros were in-game cinematics, like in-engine, and they are ugly. Like they were ugly back then. And now they're super like gnarly. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was something that I think was like, that I do kind of wish I did have uh, the PlayStation version for, um, on some of these. Not necessarily just the intros, but just some of the other cinematics in the game, uh, like the uh, developer, uh, wipeout reels. Yes, those were the best because I remember there was one in uh, I think it was in Tony Hawk One where literally one of the developers like head his head was just bleeding everywhere and they'd like staple it back together. Oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was always a smart use of FMV or just or not using actual like B roll of skating mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to do some weird narrative cinematic that tied the, what I guess what you would call a plot together, exactly. you know? And, and that's where they fell into like a hole as far as Underground 2 and beyond because they started trying to do the jackass thing and like I, I, I watched Underground 2's cinematic and it's like some weird like challenge where um, Bam Margera has his crew and Tony Hawk has his crew and they're going around the world doing the world, destruct, world destruction derby and who can destroy the most things and do the craziest shit. Yeah, it just like it wasn't it wasn't pump it didn't hype you up. I guess, to play the game. Not at all. Which seems to be the running theme for all of these, is the hype. I think that's that's what a good cinematic should do. Like, it should make you want to play the game. Right. Establishing context is good in some cases, but yeah, it Mm -hmm. should also make you curious to continue. Yes. But uh, as, like, a final statement about the Tony Hawk intros, um, though American Wasteland had in-game... basically had in-game models and stuff. It also had some, like, art and, like, art style stuff, like, interesting uh, sort of, like, street punk, like, uh, graffiti art style uh, mm-hmm. stuff implemented into it. That Like, it would, like, cut in between in-game and then these little, like, panoramas that some guy would draw. Um, that was kind of cool, but did not make the list. Unfortunate. Did not make the list. Not list-worthy. <laughs> no. So then... I guess then all field one. Yes. Um, I guess, yeah, the next one chronologically, I guess, would be the Final Fantasy VIII intro. Holy goddamn. I've never <laughs> seen that before, and that's fucking amazing. I that, saw- made me, that made me want to play that game, but I know I it, the game is nothing like the intro. <laughs> the game is probably the hardest Final Fantasy game to get into. Not the hardest one to play, but just the, like, weirdest one. Oh. Uh. But yeah, no, I was looking at this list and you wrote all these swear words and I'm like, wow, he really liked that apparently. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things where when it came out and 
even to to this day, it's one of those things where I'm sure like maybe another give it another ten years, people will look back at that intro and be like, Holy shit, that came out in two thousand or nineteen ninety nine? Like, holy shit. Like how did they that fidelity though? Uh that's the thing. Square has excelled at making cinematics as far as like quality wise. Right. Like yeah. And I think the only thing about the intro that is like it's starting to show its age in that there's a level of stiffness in the animation, mm-hmm. but the quality of the rendering some things are a little flat, but still like the flowing hair and shit. It like, looks really good. Especially even if you put it up against like contemporary movies like CG films that were coming out at the time it holds up really well right it just lacks some of that detail that uh is more common now in some cinematics mm-hmm. but at at its base it's pretty good also the music is really good it's that's what I feel like half of what a good intro is is the music to get you pumped like that was really good music like it starts out really softly and just keeps rising and rising until like you're like it can't get any awesomer and then it does Right. <laughs> and that, and a dude gets his fucking face cut yeah. in the intro, and then he cuts the other dude's face, but it's heavily implied. So, mm-hmm. yep, I, I like that. I think it's one of my, I think it's one of my favorite Final Fantasy intros, because uh, it also, I think it's like one of the only intros that does a montage of scenes that come later in the game. You know, it's not coherent until you play through the entire game, and then you understand what is kind of happening you know, so yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's Final Fantasy VIII. You're <sighs> up. Super Smash Brothers Melee. Fucking like, uh, the uh, choir, the choir, like the 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 trumpets, like it's okay. The first Smash Brothers had a cool intro. Yes, but Melee just destroyed that intro. Like it's this one is so amazing and like just seeing all your care like this was like the first time that i can remember seeing all those characters in like super high quality cg like that wasn't a thing before this game that image of mario's trophy like becoming real and it's yes. like Whoa! yes and then like it, it like it hit all of the like major scenes that you want to see like it had link pulling the sword out of the the you know the sword out of the stone it had um you know, Samus fighting Ridley. It had Kirby doing his thing. It had, it had Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong running through the jungle. Yeah, like it had every like, yeah, this needs to be in the game scene. And it's amazing. And I feel like the series never really topped that. Like Brawl tried to tried to do something similar, but it just never had that impact. And then the new Smash doesn't even have like a real intro. It's just a bunch of like gameplay time to the music, which is like lame. I, I think gameplay tied to the music has potential to be good, but in comparison to Melee, it Melee blows it out of the water so oh, much so that... So, so much. I don't care what anyone says. I think they just need to... They should have made Melee's music the theme music for the rest of the series. <laughs> I, so the, the thing is, unofficially, it kind of is because ev- in every Smash Brothers game since then, you can switch it back to the Melee theme. Yeah, it. I just feel like though they're trying to chase chase after these long past glory days by like you know Brawl's music music was very similar to Melee's music, mm-hmm. but it wasn't you know it's not the same. But they're trying to replicate that sound, and it's like no, just make Melee's music the theme now. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just do it. 
So, just Crash Bandicoot it. Just make the Crash, you know, the Crash 3 theme is now the Crash Bandicoot theme. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Honestly, like, 64, as nostalgic as that one was, it's Melee is the one everyone cares about. Yeah. So, nothing of value would be lost. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that intro. Um, then I guess me being up, uh, I guess to just round out the awkward, stiff animation cinematics, I added yeah. this one on here, Age of Empires 2. Yeah, I did I did not watch this one because it was, was added later. Like, literally added less than 20 minutes ago. Oh, boy. Um, because I just remembered it. And, you know, if you go back and watch it, it's, again, it's, it's, it's much... It's towing that quality towards what Final Fantasy VIII was, but there's still there's a little bit less fidelity. Um, what I mostly like it is to describe the scene to you. It's two kings playing a game of chess, and then mm-hmm. each time they make a move with a piece, they kind of like fade into an image of a knight or somebody replicating that movement. And it starts off innocent enough. He's moving a pawn and just moving a lone knight. And then before you know it, they're moving their rooks such that now they're building towers. And then it just, like, cumulates, accumulates into a battle between a castle and a bunch <laughs> of knights. And they just run at each other. And then it just fades to black and then comes back in. And it's everyone is dead. There's smoke emanating from the castle. And it transitions inside the fortress and you just see the king in his battle armor all scratched up and you see his hands are quivering and he opens them up and the king piece falls out of his hands onto the ground and then it cuts to title card all while playing the Age of Empires 2 music and it's at the time it was like oh my god this pumps me up I want to play this game Um, it's so stiff now though that I can see it being kind of like (laughs) it's kind of funny now to watch because one of the kings does a really like smug smirk at the other one, <laughs> and it just has this uncanny valley look to it. But I encourage you to watch it. Yeah, I encourage you to look at it later. So that mm. that's that's that one. Um, they didn't really do anything for the HD version, unfortunately. Like I wish they would have touched up a new cinematic that was equal to that. But whatevs. Soul Calibur Two. Yes, that is a really good one. Three is also pretty good, but I feel like two is slightly better. Yeah. Three's a little convoluted. Yeah. Two did some really cool shit. Yes. Uh, when Ivy's blade opened up into several little shards and started oh, to yeah. attack Taki or Taki. Taki. Yeah. You just, I feel like two had like really good matchups to where like, it's like, yeah, that guy fighting that guy. That's a really cool matchup to show in the intro. Yeah, yeah, or or sometimes they kind of had they had cinematics that also kind of like had to do with each character's backstory to some extent, mm-hmm. like Raphael running away from the law enforcement. Yeah, and you saw his, uh, what's her face, the girl that eventually ended up being in three. Like yeah, that was also- turning into a vampire too. Mm-hmm. Fuck that's backstory. And the music is just really good. And then Nightmare is on a goddamn pinnacle thing with his raven. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why, sure, why, why not? not? Why not? Why is he up there? How did he get up there? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, this is what I love about Japanese, uh, like Japanese things in general, is that they think of the imagery more so than the logic. They're like, oh, this imagery would be amazing. We'll worry about thinking about how, why this is going to happen later. 
cue every last Final Fantasy boss. It's like the setting makes no <laughs> sense. Why are we flying thousands of miles up in the air? I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love that intro. Um, I also liked Pokemon Silver and Gold. See, that that's an interesting one, and I agree with you that it deserves to be on the list just because that's a Game Boy game. Yeah. The fact that with what little hardware they had, that they were able to make something that awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't too, like, super crazy, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, I think, it one, it was Silver and Gold are particularly good games, and they just hype you up. Uh, that Charizard does look kind of funky going back to it. Oh, but, it's a cool, it's cool. But it's cool. The notion is cool. His head's real big. His head's really lumpy. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's good all the same, and it got you pumped to play. Totally. Um, moving on. NFL Street 2. Did you watch this one? I watched... Uh, okay, so I tried to watch that one. The only one that I saw... I didn't look very hard, but the one I saw was like a video recording of the TV screen. Yeah, same here. Um, apparently, since it has like popular music in it, it keeps getting taken down for copyright claims without in any of the quality ones. But you you get the idea. Like it's like these street guys showing like basically like doing like a pickup game, and then they're doing tricks and shit, and then all of a sudden it transitions to like the actual NFL game, and he's like doing like you know taunts as he's bringing in the touchdown. Yeah, that was the part that like got me pumped. And it's like they have helmets on now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. This is for I real. I really like that intro. It's a pretty cool intro. It's a really good... That was a good intro. It's a shame that we couldn't get a better quality version to look at, but... I have my PS2 disc. We can watch it on the real thing. Or just upload it to YouTube. And get it taken down immediately. And then make <laughs> another account and keep doing it. <laughs> Fight the power. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that one. Um... Actually, you know, honestly, you can even put many of the Madden intros up there, too. Yeah. Because they're not quite like that, but they're very much so along the lines of, here's our the player on the cover of the box saying some inspirational shit. Mm-hmm. Now let's show some fucking clips from the season that are fucking totally awesome. And here just pumped in audience sounds. And yeah, I feel like a lot of sports games have really good intros just because sports are like by definition so like filled with emotion and like adrenaline and just like you have such I don't know you just get so pumped just for the sport so the idea of making like a clip show that has like awesome parts of the season like that that'll get you that'll get you really excited yeah it's it's totally integral to the function of a sport to begin with mm-hmm. so why not make the players pumped because that's how the game is played anyway <laughs> um yeah, uh, a big one that I really liked is the Dead Space 2 opening. Um, did you actually go back and watch that? or I I didn't watch it. Okay. Well, I, okay, I tried to watch it, but the video that I found was like the opening like entire like first hour of it. And I was like, oh. I, don't, I don't know what to do. I was just going to tell you to, well, I would just watch it until he actually takes control. 
Okay. I mean, to set the scene again, it starts off with the video of Nicole from the first. Oh, oh, oh also okay. spoiler. I watched. I watched this. I watched this. Yeah, and then he's just like at the therapist, and you can just see Nicole in the background, and she's coming closer and closer, and then she just like stand is on the table, and just you know screams, "Make us whole!" Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's eerie. I like I feel, it. I feel really bad that I. So I checked my trophy list. Yes, I've played part of that game. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember any of that. Jeez. I didn't remember any of that. I feel bad about that. I was about to say, you need to play... Well, okay, you need to play Dead Space 1 first. Yes, I will. I will. I need to do this... Once I... After Metal Gear, maybe. After Metal Gear, and I'm making progress. So. Not not that I want to dictate your video game playing decisions. No, I agree with you. But I do think Dead Space 1 is certainly worth your while, and Dead Space 2 is, in some parts, I've played equally good. I, the, the only Dead Space I've finished is the worst one. How I know, right? That? That, yeah, you, <laughs> we played the worst one together on hard mode. That is sad. <laughs> Why did we do that? I don't know. It had to be done. Someone had to do it, if not us. Rock Band 1 and 2. I only watched the Rock Band 2 intro, but that one was fucking awesome. Okay, so, so you saw the better one. So the thing is, Rock Band 1 and 2 intros kind of go together. So... In Rock Band 1, the whole idea was that you're a band, right? Right. So you're there's this band on this, like, basically this giant, like, semi-truck, like, but with just, like, an open bed, is playing um, Highway Star and just, like, rocking the shit out and, cra- and like, the, they're trying to stay on the truck and the truck's jostling all around. Rock Band 2... Rock Band 2's big new feature was Battle of the Bands. So in that one, it's two bands on competing trucks just wailing. It's fucking amazing. Like, it's crazy. It's insane, and I love it. I was waiting for Mad Max to come in. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it got me hyped. I, I thought that was a... Uh, I thought that was the better of the two music game intros on here, personally speaking. Um, I'm sure some nostalgia... F- fuels Guitar Hero 2. So, I... I'm gonna just delete Guitar Hero 2. Really? Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, I like Guitar Hero's style. Um, I... You know, it's certainly different than rock bands. You know, it's a little bit more uh, thick lines mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but it was like... But that intro. I feel like all the Guitar Hero intros are the same to some point. Uh, eh, that might not be true. I remember After three, they got really bad. Yeah, that's true. I remember liking threes. Three's intro is just like basically these gods on a giant, on like a giant monolith competing with dueling guitars and lightning bolts. See, yeah, now that is a good. That was an intro, unless <laughs> I'm unless my memory is mistaken. I um, might need to go back and look at it. Going back, it's a little. It's not as good as I remember it, just because I felt the animation wasn't very good. Like, it felt like something that someone made on YouTube or something. Yeah, it's like, it would be like a design project that someone could have hashed out in a semester, so. Yeah, totally. All right, fair enough. Okay, so I've saved my favorite one for last. Awesome. And this was the inspiration for this entire list, Joe. Matt Hazard. God Actually, I don't even remember if there was an intro for Matt Hazard. <laughs> Probably not. It was at that era where cold opens were popular. I don't know. So, Joe, I almost got all the trophies in Matt Hazard and then just said, fuck it. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Maybe someday, but Maybe, for real. No, never again. 
Don't do this to me. Uh, so when you're done with Dead Space, um, <laughs> but no, what what is your truly your favorite? Jack X Combat Racing. That intro blew me away when I was a kid, and it still is amazing. Why did that dude get all stabby with Daxter? Um, you find out in the actual game, he's just kind of an asshole. Okay, because it... he's he's the main villain in the game that you fight. All right, because Daxter was being all braggadocious, and then the guy just has a knife at some so, point. I'm like, why? <laughs> you kind of have to understand the story. So, um, he was like, "Oh, the big gang lord." Well, they worked for this guy named Crew, who was a gang lord, and like everyone fucking hates him. And the fact that he w- that they worked for them probably pissed this guy off because he's he doesn't like Crew. Uh huh. So their association with that. Also, um, with the way that the Jack and Daxter series has gone, um, well, before they fucked it up in the fourth one, uh, people don't particularly like Jack and Daxter because they kind of have... Uh, well, first, well, I don't want to... It gets really deep into it, but like they lied to a lot of people to do the better thing, but in lying, they <laughs> betrayed some folks. All right. Someday I will play the HD thing of that. If you want to. I need if to. You, oh, but Jack X never was re-released in HD, which makes me sad. But um, yeah, just the intro is so cool because in all the other Jack games, the music has been like original music. But in this intro and in the game, there's a bunch of like Queens of the Stone Age music. And it's just rocket. Like it's, I don't know, I think it's timed up really well too to where like, you think the intro's over because it's just like it tones down and you're just like Jack has finished driving his car he's like okay I've escaped whatever enemies are coming towards me and then all of a sudden another enemy comes up and this music immediately just like picks up and gets like bow and like speeds up and he's like going and then he has to, oh it's so cool and then he like drives through this like giant fish tank to save Daxter it just completely subverts your expectations to some it extent really, it really does because uh, even for like it, it was different from anything else that Jack and Daxter had ever done because they never had like metal music in their game or anything like that, you know. So it was a big totally. change. Totally, I I got those vibes from watching. It's like this will probably be Peter's favorite because this has, <laughs> I mean, it, it has an actual narrative, but it also was just like kind of out of nowhere. Exactly. Actually, it it could like it can kind of stand on its own and as like kind of like its own story, and that you kind of get like from context clues like, oh, this guy's kind of like Daxter seems like a wise ass, and this guy <laughs> seems like he's up to no good, and Jack seems like the hero. Totally. It, like it, you could just start here and not have any problem. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, that seems to round out. The definitive list of the best cinematics ever. Definitive. Definitive. There is nothing better. Everything is worse. I tried to add more, but I just couldn't bring myself to because nothing else. Like, I okay, you know how much I love Crash Bandicoot. I yes. tried so hard to be like, well, what about this intro? No. What about what about this? Ge- no. no. Th- none of them are good enough. None of them are n- good enough to be on this list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there comes a point where if you just add every fucking game we've ever played, it just kind of cheapens what mm-hmm. makes these that are already on here great. So, yes. Oh, fuck, the DK rap. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> That's Get the fuck out a, of it's here. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. I, I actually, I like the uh, I like the remix they did in Melee. Except they censored it. Oh, no. They, they said Chunky was a hell of a guy, and I don't even think they put in a substitute word. They just said Chunky's a uh, of a guy, you know, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Okay, I, I don't didn't even know that. Wow. I, don't, I, don't, I, I know it's they either changed it to heck or they just didn't say anything. I thought they put like a monkey sound there or something. Yeah, that may have been it. Like, Chunky's one <laughs> of a guy or something. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Ducky Kong. Oh, I fucking love that song. Don't give a shit about nothing. It's pretty good. So, pre- speaking of shitty raps. Yes. This past week has been Drunk Tales Part Two: The Redrunkening. Oh, so I'm just I didn't I haven't played anything. So everyone oh, gather around Joe. and listen to my harrowing tales of college. Drunk Tales. Drunk Tales. Drunk Tales. <laughs> Should actually make a theme for this segment. This might be reoccurring. Um, so I went out karaokeing. Um, yes. this week. So see this. Okay. So this is a problem. I need to preface anything I say with this. I'm actually having a really hard time remembering what's happened this past week. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. Um, it's not been bad, nor has it been particularly good. I'm dying, Peter. You're so, dying. So, so, you know what? Instead of recounting the nights, I'm just going to recount each individual night and will provide no order to in which they happened in. Um, so this, so this week I went on a karaoke craze. Hmm. I went out karaokeing. Um, I forget what day it was and what about that day was the reason we did it. But, um, me and Shirley decided that we were going to go sing karaoke, man, because we always wanted to try it. And we tried to get some other people to go with us, and it was a no-go. People were not willing to go, because people suck. Karaoke's so fun. That was the most fun. fun. When I was in Japan, that was the most fun I had. Well, the people we tried inviting were not fun. So we were were in a bit of a bind, unfortunately. So we did karaoke, and it's American karaoke, in which you get really drunk, and you sing in front of everyone, the entire bar. Yes. Yes. That's how you do it. Yeah, that is how you do it. So we got there. And uh, the special of the night was $2 Wells drinks. So I ended up ordering, like, three well drinks at a time. Every time I got up to the bar, three well drinks. So what is a well drink? Is that a big drink? A well drink is typically, it's a mixture. It, rum and Coke is a well drink. Gotcha. Gin and gotcha. tonic is a well drink. It's typically a mixture of one non-alcoholic and one alcoholic beverage. Gotcha. Okay, totally. I'm down with that. So... What ended up happening was we got there. I got, like, three rum and Cokes and just, like, nursed all of them. Um, Then I went back to the bar and got three shots of vodka, did all that. And then it was at that point in time that we were ready to put in a song. So Shirley went first. She put in her song. I forget what it was. (laughs) And then I put in my song, which was Fat Lip by Sum 41. Now, that's a very fast song. (laughs) <laughs> and you were not prepared for it. Well, it only gets worse. <laughs> I, at some point in time, went back to the bar, got three gin and tonics, 
drank those, went back to the bar again, and got three more rum and cokes. Now, if you're keeping track at home, that's six rum and cokes, three gin and tonics, three shots of vodka, and now, I'm pretty sure at some point in the night, Shirley ended up getting me a cranberry and vodka. So, what? So, get your calculators out. I was done. <laughs> so, I ended up going up, uh, got on the stage, ready to sing Fat Lip. Shirley had gone and done hers. And I, the first thing I yell into the mic is, I hope you motherfuckers know this song because I'm way too fucking drunk to sing it. And then I just fucking could not. I could not. I I don't know. I can't remember if I can't remember if people were singing with me. Do you or not know were, it by heart, Joe? Uh, I can do it much better while sober. And uh, here's another thing that you learn about yourself: is you think you know the lyrics to a song, and yeah. then you listen to the version without lyrics, and it becomes a lot harder to bullshit. And then pretty soon you're lost because it's like, like, I need a, a reminder. You know, when I get to a particular verse, I'm ready to sing one verse and then they start singing a different verse. It's like, oh, they're singing this verse now. Okay. And then I go along and start singing yeah, the correct verse. Totally. So you get kind of out of order. And so that was part of the problem. I just know at the end when I was done, I'm like, I'm really fucking sorry. And the DJ's like, yeah, that's a hard song. And then just sent me on my way. <laughs> so Shirley in this time Shirley put in another song a duet baby it's cold outside and the reason why was a night earlier that we had gotten drunk I believe it was one of the five nights of drinking we mm -hmm. had gotten home and just started playing baby it's cold outside on YouTube for no reason I don't know why we just did it and so now for some reason that's like a song that we sing <laughs> so I she put that in as a duet and so we're like just by the karaoke getting ready for our song at some point two back-to-back -back My Chemical Romance songs oh dude that's my jam they do Black Parade and then yes. they do I'm Not Okay yes so coming off of these two songs we are fucking hyped and it is two o'clock in the morning Peter two o'clock Shirley and Joe get up and sing your duet and then he's like, it, they're singing, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> you, I have never seen a bar clear out faster in my entire wow. life. There were probably five people left out of what was previously 40 or so. Should have gone with Dead by My Chemical Romance. Uh, I don't know. This, this, this cue was very long, but yeah, it was, it was unfortunate. So it was just five people watching me and Shirley sing Baby, It's Cold Outside. And it was at that point where I'm like, I say into the mic, I'm fucking sorry. This is a total fucking downer song. And so we just start singing. And Shirley's singing the lyrics right because she can actually sing. She has a, actually has a voice. I can't mm -hmm. sing. So to kind of keep it entertaining and worth people's while, I just start injecting swear words into the song. Yeah. It's like, I got to go home. Baby, it's up to your fucking knees out there. It's up to your goddamn knees out there. You'll fucking freeze and die out there. <laughs> And that's how I sing the lyrics. And it was at that point where once our song was over, he's like, okay, karaoke's done. Everyone, good night. And people are <laughs> like, dude, you did awesome. And I'm like, what? And they're like, that was fucking awesome. And I'm like, okay, great. So, <laughs> and then we wandered and got like Buckeye Donuts or something and then ended up going home. But yeah, that was, 
Karaoke Night 1. Um, I'm going to try to dig deep and remember the other nights. We may have... What did we do? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, this is basically the same story. Well, okay, so Karaoke Night 2. Yeah? This time we got a posse going. A real posse. So... We decide to go to another bar for karaoke, and this time we're able to recruit my good friends, um, and I'm just going to say their names because I love them, and... uh, You don't think they'll care. I don't think they'll care, and if they do, well, that's tough shit, because here we go. Uh, Ben, Molly, Tim, and uh, fuck, uh, and uh, three other girls, okay, three other people. I won't say their names. I'm not as good as friends with them. Uh, So those guys, me and Shirley... And we were also able to get Dennis to come out. Have you met Dennis? Do you know Dennis? I do not know Dennis. Well, Dennis is a good friend of mine, but he does not drink very often. He is not a partier. Hmm. He does not go hard in the paint, but we were able to convince him to start off at Outer End with us. So we yeah. go to that bar, local bar, and I get like three well drinks off, this, off the bat, three gin and tonics. I'm getting plenty drunk before this colossal shit show. And... Soon enough, we're ready to go do karaoke. And Dennis is like, I'm going with you. And I'm like, Dennis, I'm so happy. I love you so much. <laughs> so we go over, do karaoke. Um, we go to this bar called Old Fields. And we walk in. And right off the bat, it's pretty loud. I can't really tell what's going on. I'm getting, I'm a bit tipsy. Uh, Tim orders a drink and I, the bartender then looks to me before getting Tim's drink. He's like, what will you have? Well, I just assumed Tim had good taste and I'm like, I'll have what he's having. Bartender comes out with a PBR tall boy, which is basically shit beer. It's not good. Uh, yeah. So I stomach through that and, and at some point. Shirley's like, hey, I signed us up for a song. And I'm like, what song, Shirley? And she's like, I'm not telling you until we start. Oh, God. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. So, (laughs) uh, some point during the night, I get a Long Island iced tea. And I think Molly orders me a Long Island iced tea. So, I've had two Long Island iced teas. So, again, scoreboard, three gin and tonics, two Long Island iced teas, and a PBR tall boy. And who knows what else, because people hand me drinks that they don't want to (laughs) finish. And so finally, we get up on the stage. And okay, I'm like, okay, what could this song be? Did she do Baby It's Cold Outside again? I don't know. And then all of a sudden, my humps, my humps, my humps, my humps. I don't know that song, Peter. I don't know. I mean, I I know of the song. I mean, most of it's my humps. Well, yeah, she was singing most of it, and then I had to, like, sing the dude part, and I don't know what was oh, going no. on, and I'm like, I oh, hope... I forgot there's a dude part. There is all that ass inside your class. I don't okay, know. I don't, I, I don't know this part. I don't know this. I don't know. <laughs> she, I'm going to get you get you drunk. Oh, that, something. I don't know. I don't know the song, Peter. <laughs> so I'm drunk, and I'm like, I don't know it. I'm sorry, everyone. And according to eyewitnesses I did really good at the end and really good at the beginning but the middle was shit so I'm like yep that sounds about right um so after that I was like okay whatever that was fun but I don't know never I'm never doing that again and then Molly's like I signed us up for a song and I'm like what song and she's like all the small things and I'm like that's not a duet she's like we'll sing it together and I'm like I love you Molly and she's like I love you too Joe and then I went over to Dennis, and I was like, I love you, Dennis. And he's like, I love you too, Joe. 
And I'm like, I love everybody. I love this bar. And then I <laughs> bought a breast cancer T-shirt at the bar because they were selling those. I wanted. Ex- I asked for the breast cancer one by name. I'm like, I will have the breast cancer one. I don't even. Hmm. I didn't even know what it looked like. I forgot buying that shirt. I was wearing it when I woke up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I bought that. <laughs> So apparently at that point I blacked out. I don't know what happened after that, but this is what people have told me. I sang all the small things. I you don't remember singing. I don't remember singing all the small things. I've I've seen Snapchats of you singing it, so I know what happened. Yeah, apparently I did good. I think I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't see how you could do bad. I don't know either. That's actually yeah. That song's slow enough that I could sing it well while drunk. Um, so I sang that. Closed my tab. Uh, then a, we had taken the Tim is what we jokingly call our fearless leader because yes. he's the one who's rallying us and getting us to bars. At some point in the night, I took that title away from him and I was the fearless leader. And I think I did a good job. But then I relinquished my title back to him. We went to Chumley's and I apparently bought Shirley some beer and me some beer. I don't know. I spent $10 at Chumley's. I don't remember any of this, Peter. I don't remember any of this. So after Chumley's, I think we part separate ways. Me and Shirley are going to go home. I abandoned her in a McDonald's bathroom because uh, we had to use the bathroom. And then I like left the bathroom. Like I got done mm-hmm. faster. And when I went out, I couldn't find her. And I just assumed she abandoned me because this is what always happens when I use the bathroom at places <laughs> while I'm drunk. Why don't you have your phone? I don't, uh, well, I did, um, and that actually saved the day eventually, okay, but, okay. but I ended up just leaving McDonald's, walking down the street, saw someone I thought looked like Shirley, chased <laughs> after her, <laughs> turns out that wasn't her, Yeah. so I had to do a 180 and walk away, and uh-huh. then I got a text from her saying, where are you, and I'm like, where are you, <laughs> she's like, I'm at McDonald's, I'm like, okay, and I booked it back. And then we just went at home. Um, so that was that night. And I woke up and I'm like, I don't remember anything. I woke up in the futon with all my clothes on. Like, made no attempt to freaking shack up for the night. So that was that night. Um, this Friday, we went out shopping. So Yes, I saw. What was, what was up with the noses? The noses. Oh well, that is actually Saturday. Oh, oh shit! Well, okay, I will get. Mind. I will get to the noses though. That, I want to know about these noses. So Friday, uh, Jared came into town. Our good pal Jared. So we all decided that I, I, I wanted to go clothes shopping, and Jared's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I can clothes shop in the least gay way possible." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." So we were gonna go shopping. Then I invited Shirley along because Jared wanted me to get a bro tank, and Shirley hates bro tanks. So I wanted them to fight. Um, So that's what I do when I invite my friends to do things is I anticipate them fighting. Uh, But then somehow Tim, Molly, and Ben also decide to come along. So now everyone is going. We are all going to Easton, which is an outdoor mall in, in Columbus, exclusively so that I may buy clothes. Only me. (laughs) <laughs> so I bought clothes and everyone judged me and told me that I look terrible in one thing and that I should buy the polka dot button up. And I didn't want the polka dot button up <laughs> and I didn't get the polka dot button up and I don't want it. So I didn't get it. 
um, ended up spending $150 in American Eagle and got my card closed out by the bank because they thought it was a security breach. So that you happened. You need to buy better clothes more, more often. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, I don't spend a lot of money on clothes. <laughs> They're like, good clothes? Get this, sh- this can't be real. This can't be real. <laughs> so, yeah. And to top this all off, the entire day, I was just woozy as shit. Like, I was ready to throw up because I was hungover. Yeah. But it was like this, like, subtle hungover, hangover where I'm not, like, my head isn't throbbing, but I'm just, I'm just uh, nauseous. So, um, yeah, we go shopping. I got a cactus, bro, tank. I got cacti. <laughs> and apparently my parents spotted someone that same day in that same cactus, bro, tank and sent me a picture of it. So... <laughs> someone out someone out there is walking around the same clothes I am. They're your doppelganger. They're my doppelganger. So yeah, we uh went clothes shopping. I had to figure out my fucking card getting declined. That pissed me off. Um and then from there, towards the end of the evening, we went to a bon well, not a bonfire. It was just like a fire in someone's backyard and we drank. And I ended up getting really drunk, Peter. Uh, Molly and Ben made me like a mixer of like tequila, uh, vodka, gin, mm-hmm. um, and then like there was some a bunch of other alcohol and there was coke and I drank a lot of it and then I drank a lot of beer. I got I bought a forty, a forty of Milwaukee's best ice. Yeah, I drank that, and then I was incoherent by the end of the night, and and I apparently yelled some very mean things to Jared. Oh, I mean, not like, not like no one is bummed. Me and Jared rag on each other all the time, but I was just, yeah. I got really obscene at some point and Tim, Jared and Shirley, like Tim and Jared helped me home and, and Tim was trying to like guide me, like had his arm around me trying to guide me. And I just went straight limp because I'm like, no, I can walk myself home. I'm going to make this as hard as possible. Like a fucking <laughs> eight year old child. <laughs> He's just fucking dragging me home. And apparently also I shoved Shirley at some point accidentally during the night. I don't know. I was a real problem Friday yeah. night. Um, and they ended up getting me home and then I immediately left and just walked around the block several times because I was way too dizzy. Um, so that was that night it was just me being obnoxious and everyone else trying to keep me from like killing someone. Uh, and then finally there was last night. Last night was fun. So I, you know, I've been living pretty large at this point, such that it is now taking a toll on my health. I have pain in places I hadn't before. And I'm afraid. What kinds of pains? Like, I am nauseous. I occasionally get this cramp in my side. My head gets real dizzy if I look down and focus on anything for too long. You should probably drink some water. I I have been pounding water. I do what I can. But mm-hmm. yes, you're right. And I tried to do that as much as that as I could. So I decide I'm not going to drink tonight. And we're also going to go do an art hop. So we're going to go to what is called the Short North, which is a yuppie part of the city of Columbus, and go from gallery to gallery and then order drinks in between. And I decide I'm not going to drink that night, or not too much anyway. And so it was me and the posse, the usual suspects, Jared, Ben, Molly, uh, Tim, Shirley. And we go art hopping. Some of the art is terrifying. 
Yeah. So there was this one gallery that had what could only be described as these demonic ceramic babies that you would hang up on the wall. And they were the scariest thing I've (laughs) ever seen in my life. Like, truly demonic. Like, I've never seen anything that I could would call possessed. Mm-hmm. This would be possessed. And then at some point in the gallery, they gave them big noses. Yes. That's like the Squidward exactly. aisle of the gallery. Exactly. That's <laughs> that. So I, I sent a Snapchat to people of one of these demonic babies with this really weird fucking nose that they just added on. Like, because typically it just looked like a normal demonic baby, but then there were these others with these weird-ass noses, and it mm. was like, now it's art. Because the it looks like Squidward. Line. Yeah. So we did that. We went down a ways and it was just, there was some of, some art was really cool. Some art was really terrifying. Um, You know, we stopped, we got deep dish pizza and that's when I started drinking and I had two blue moons and I finished off half of Shirley's beer and Jared this whole night has given, been giving me shit. So, Jared has a problem. He's what? a dick. What? He's just, I miss Jared. I miss Jared too, but he's a dick. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> asshole. Whole night dogging me for not wanting to drink, telling me that I'm a total bummer and that I need to rally and that I cannot hold my beer. Well, guess what? We get to this fucking deep dish place. He's had one beer the entire night. And... I end up having two blue moons. I finish off Shirley's drink. Jared can't even drink half of his drink, or I think he barely drinks his own beer. No, I don't even know if he got a beer. So here's the funny part. The fucked up part is he's making fun of me, and yet at the end of the night, the guy who said he was drinking nothing drank more than him. Yeah. And he's trying to put that on me. He's like, well, you were a bummer tonight. You you set the mood, man. And I'm like, no, you can be your own man. I will rally, but you need to rally yourself. So, <laughs> yeah, so he, that was, I just made fun of him. And then everyone else was like dog piling onto him too. Cause yeah, other people are calling him out. I was like, weren't you hounding Joe for not drinking? And I'm like, yeah, he was. Um, and what, ended, so that was that me making fun of Jared. The pizza place we got was deep dish and it was really fucking good. But our waiter, our waiter decided that he wasn't going to serve us um, within like the last thirty minutes of us being there. He just disappeared. What? Get, uh. Guess who didn't get a tip? Um, that guy. I mean, he didn't. He didn't say anything. Like he didn't say that he was handing us off to someone else, mm-hmm. and he was never there. He did not write down any of our orders. Which, you know, was a red flag because come time to pay the bill, it was a clusterfuck of finding out who owed what and to whom. Mm. And it took them forever to get our bill. And it was just, it was a slow-ass time. And this this bar was empty. There was like maybe four people at the bar. And then all the other tables were empty. No one was here. We were the only ones ordering solids, it seemed. Yeah. And it just took them forever to help us and it you know it was not a pleasant experience. So, oh, like at least 3 of us didn't tip, me being one of them. I don't know. As 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 one who has been a waiter before, I mean, I respect you not trying to like constantly interrupt us, but yeah. Jesus Christ, dude, at least be visible. He was never visible. So yeah, we we but- couldn't flag anyone down. 
There needs to be a balance. Right. Be visible, but don't be like constantly wedging yourself trying to like ask yeah, us shit. Don't be interrupting me after every bite like, is it good? How you like it? You you, you need anything? Yeah. There's it's like, yes, I need some space to eat my awesome pizza. Yeah, there's a very fine balance. So that's how that night ended. And now we come to today. And today was more mellow. We were getting our t-shirts for Senior Crawl. So OSU has this thing where we do Senior Crawl where a certain number of bars along High Street will engage in deals with the senior class of Ohio State. And what you need to do is you need to get a t-shirt, and this t-shirt indicates that you are good for the deal. So what we did was we got up, we went out and bought a bucket of mimosas, so a a bucket filled with mimosa, Mm. and drank that and just sat on the porch and people watched and then got in line and got our t-shirts, and I've been home ever since, dying slowly inside. (laughs) And that is my drunk tales. And hopefully this Tuesday during senior crawl, we will have a lot more because we're going to start at two and we're going to go for the entire day to all 14 bars and it's going to be fun. So I'll keep everyone posted. I still don't have a video game system to play in front of me. So look forward to drunk tales. 3DS. 3DS. 3 3 DS, three drunk tales. Oh my god! No, no, you have a th- three drunk stories. <laughs> you have three drunk stories. Three drunk stories. You have a 3 DS. Also, you're on a PC, which is a gaming console. Uh I've been. I I don't want to play anything on the PC right now. I just not yeah. in the mood. I continue to go back to my Steam library. It's like, do I want to play something? And I'm like, no, no. That's how I feel about my PS4 right now. See, I have stuff that I still want to play on PS4. I'm like at 93, 94, 95% of completion on GTA 5. Hmm. I'm so close, Peter. All the games I want to play are on PS3 right now. Yeah, that that too. I have a few I need to do. So then, have you been playing anything, Peter? Yes, but first I want to tell my stories. Oh, tell me your stories, Peter. I have sad stories. Well... My stories are not nearly as interesting just because I am in like full on project season and I have four projects going on right now and it is ridiculous and I have my professor does not give a fuck that I'm a senior. He is just pulling, just throwing on all the work because he's like, eh, you know, you'll be done in a few weeks. Just put the last bit of effort in. I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't really want to, but, um, so it's been an interesting week, Joe, because I've been having really weird dreams. What are these weird dreams you've been having? Do you want to start with the crazy dream or the really sad dream? Let's start sad and end on a crazy note. So last week, three days in a row. So I don't remember any of the contents of this dream, but I had it three days in a row. It was extremely sad to where each day when I woke up, I was crying. Like Jesus I was Christ. crying, I was crying in my sleep and I would wake up with tears streaming down my face and me going, <laughs> and my, my roommate probably thought I was insane. I would too. What's wrong? What were these dreams about? I don't know. All I remember is that there was like the most saddest thing ever, probably like people dying or like going away. I don't know. It was like. And I, 
I kept going up to like, I, like I told Amaryllis, I was like, I keep having dreams about sad things and I keep crying. And she's like, you need to get your shit in order. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm breaking down. I'm self-destructing. This work is too much work. But luckily, that only happened for three days. And it hasn't only happened. three days. <laughs> well, it was scary. It happened like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it, it hasn't happened since then. So, well, good. <laughs> so B- buck I'm up, okay. buck up, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now we can start talk about the the really weird dream. Go on. So I had a dream that I was with this chick, and we were talking, and we were both interested in each other, and then you know we started making out, and then before I knew it, we were having unprotected sex. I was like, wait. Wait, no, wait, I gotta get a condom, even even though, like, at this point, it's like, it's too late, dude, like... <laughs> it's too late. The transfer has it's, already It's, it's always been, already been five seconds. It's already yeah. over. So, I pull out, and for some reason, blood starts going everywhere. And I'm just like, what? You're on your period? And she's like, no. And then I look, my penis is ejecting blood everywhere. I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> why is this happening? And then I woke up. Have we crossed the line, Peter? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was the plot to some satanic movie that I read about a long time ago starring Will- William Defoe. Antichrist, have, that's what it was. Why are these dreams happening, Joe? Why are these dreams happening? Okay, let me... Okay, I am your doctor. This started when I started playing Metal Gear. Do- Dr. What? Joe is going to help you. I'm going to prescribe you at least 140 of alcohol every night. Oh jeez. Um, and then maybe some, I don't know. Here, here's like a coupon for a massage parlor. I don't know. So Joe, I'm I'm working extra right now, so that way once you visit on <laughs> Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I will not have any homework. This so will we... be the best. Yeah. I'm gonna drag Robert and Oliver with me, and yes, we are going to maybe rate. We are going to rage some. We got to a bit. And we. I want. I want to leave the well obviously i'll still have two more weeks after this after that but i want to leave with a bang that's gross but (laughs) we'll see what i can do um yeah yeah so it'll probably be thursday friday will be like the real party days and then saturday we can do something or hang out and chill yeah because you know osu's graduation unfortunately is on sunday and i don't feel much like getting drunk saturday falling asleep coming down like early sunday morning and then booking it back up to columbus Mm-hmm. Because if we were to be raging on Saturday, I would not be up for that at all. So, yeah, that's why I'm coming Thursday day early. Uh, so yeah, we will fucking cleanse you of these demons. Yeah, which really is amazing that it works out because typically I have classes on Fridays, but all my professors have been canceling their Friday classes for some weird reason. Oh my god, yes. So I won't have I I tech I don't think I'll have any classes. And if I do have classes, fuck it, I'll go drunk. I don't care. No, do it. That this is this is sound decision making. We are seniors. Oh, this will be great. Yeah, and for once, fucking Oliver and Robert's schedules align. Though I will need to double check with Oliver because I have not actually talked with him in about a week about this. So I just need to reaffirm with him that everything's a go. Oh, baby. Just make sure you guys bring, like, blankets and stuff, because I don't think I have enough of them. LOL, I'm just sleeping in my clothes. Watch out. 
That's fine. I have not slept in my bed in like three weeks, but that's another story <laughs> for another time. So to wrap it all up, what have you been playing, Peter? Metal Gear Solid 2, and I started 3. Awesome! So, thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 2. Also, spoilers. I, f- I love this game. It's a good game. Fission like, mailed. I l- oh my god, like, that ending area where, like, everything goes crazy... I was lit- I was laughing out loud, and people were like, what's going on over here? I'm like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> this man, this insane man, f- sick, like 15 years ago made this game, and he's fucking with my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a solid twist. Um, yeah, that, that's what I meant when I said yeah. tonally. Twin Snakes was falling more in line with two because the first exactly. one did not have any like there was some stuff like that, but I think this one played it up even more. And that is why. So I've been watching Metal Gear Scanlan because I got in on the the uh, sale. That yes, they had. excellent. And I'm up to part, I watched through part five, which is like halfway through the series. Totally. Um and. They keep saying like, "Oh well, we don't play middle the twin snakes because they change things, and we don't like the changes." And then I'm just like, "But the changes make it more in line with the other games." Yeah. Because, and, and they keep saying, "Just wait until Metal Gear Solid Two when you can shoot in first person." I'm like, "You can shoot in first person in Twin Snakes, and then you talk bad about it." Like that was a good change. I felt. I've I've always found the snootiness surrounding Twin Snakes to be a bit weird. Like, yeah. Metal Gear Solid is not a serious series, and I no, it it is not. <laughs> yeah, and most of the people who love that series do not take it seriously anyway. But then you have this weird subset of people who one hate Twin Snakes, hate it irrationally. Which is so weird. Ninety percent of it is exactly the same. Exactly. Like it's very minor tweaks. Yeah, they change the mechanics, they change the graphics, and they alter the cutscenes to be a little bit zanier. But who well, gives a shit? Even the mechanics, like the base, like contr- like the base gameplay is the same. You're running around. You're sneaking. The only difference is that they added some of the Metal Gear Solid Two like streamlining of like you don't have to equip your key card every time you want to open a goddamn door and like you can go into first person to shoot things and like you know little things like that yeah and it's but it's even doubly weird because you know of course they denounce twin snakes but people also get irrationally angry over revengeance and they're every time you talk about revengeance they're always so quick to say well it's not canon so why does it matter really? yeah like who ca- you know what? it could be canon at this point because there's been so much retconning and convoluted bullshit that why does it matter whether or not yeah. it's canon Plus, or not I thought Revengeance by all accounts was reviewed very highly and is a very good game it is a good game it's this weird subset of people who are purists and you know it's like it's Metal Gear Solid like yeah. who cares it's ridiculous deal with it yeah, I mean, I like I like the Twin Snakes just because. Well, also they added in the MGS two of stuff where you could like hide in lockers and um. Oh, what else did they add? Well, they they okay. There's slight changes to the voice acting, but like, there's so the the changes are so minor that I don't see how you could get really upset. I don't know, especially since the old version is still there. You can still play the old one. Yeah, I don't I don't get it, but so wait real quick over Metal Gear Scanlan. How he played and how you played. Totally different. Really? Um, well, because uh, he's so, like, cautious. 
Like he's yeah. like, oh, I gotta check my shit. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm running in there. Oh, good. All <laughs> like, right. He took like he took like ten minutes to walk up to the Vulcan tank. I'm just like, when I did that, I ran up and just started chucking shit at him. <laughs> Like, fuck that. So you're both bad, but for different reasons. Yeah, he's bad because he overthinks it. I'm bad because I don't even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is some life lesson type shit right here. (laughs) So, yeah. So, but it's interesting to see how differently he plays it. And like, he, he does different things than like he, he gets through it, but in a completely different way than I did. And it's kind of cool to see that this game can be played so differently. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, I guess, what are some of your big thoughts from Metal Gear? So, other than like just the zany uh, yeah. simulation as- aspect of it, what was there anything else about it that like completely blew your mind? Raiden sucks. He does. So, as an idea, as a concept, Raiden is awesome. Someone that has been trained to be Snake... But then his personality and like his quirks, he sucks balls. Like he's, I wanted to kill the, I wanted to end, like stop the Patriots. I wanted to like be the savior. And then he's like, okay, well I'll just kill this guy. And oh, the Patriots still run the world. Okay. But Rose. Yeah. He keeps being like, like that ending, like Rose isn't even real. And he's just like, okay, let's get married. It's like, what? He's just. Well, yeah, no, and I think it, like, really, like, stands to show why people were so infuriated with Metal Gear Solid 2 at the time it came out. Like, what a yeah. colossal trolling it was. <laughs> I mean, I love it. And, and I, I, I sent you that text where I was just like, fuck, comma, this game, as in, like, oh, this game. And then right after, I was like, also, fuck this game. Like, it's so good, but also just, like, Raiden and, like, little things where it's like, oh, but that's kind of part of the charm, I think. Yeah, it's just, it is where, it's hard, it's hard, it's a good game, but there's just, (laughs) uh, just writing, it's like, ah, I hate you as a character, everything about you sucks. Yeah, Uh, but you should be awesome, because you're basically Snake. I just can't wait for you now to get to four. I want to, I I, I was tempted to just skip three and go to four, but I need to play three, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you will have to a little bit, I mean, I I tuned in and out of three because i uh you know i i I saw some of the cutscenes and not some not of others but i i know enough to know the narrative and Mm -hmm. then there some of that shit does appear in four but it doesn't tie strongly to four yeah um largely four is just the continuation of the conflict between ocelot and snake um but yeah no like i it's more so because of the end of two is that uh dark screen dialogue is addressed. Yeah, totally. Oh my god. The president's such a cliffhanger. It's so substantial and then not only is it not like elaborated on in the in the ne- it's not elaborated on in the next one. Like not only is it a cliffhanger, it doesn't get addressed for another like yeah. two games. Uh And I okay, so so far I've played 3 for about an hour. And the lack of a uh, map is really starting to like screw me over. Like I, I, I basically those two, the first two games I played just staring at the radar. Yeah, it's going to be a, an adjustment because four yeah. four follows the same uh, kind of interface structure as three in that you're not given a map but you're given a radar. Um, actually, does three offer a radar? 
No, so far there's no sort of way to like see what's around you. You just have to look, which is hard because everyone is in like camouflage and I have to be really like meticulous like, oh, that's a dude. Okay. This is a sneaking mission. Yes, and they keep saying the sneaking mission. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember if you get like what significant improvements you get in 3 that might like assist you. Um, but yeah, you're only an hour in. So, have so I'm guessing have you got you know what? I'm not even going to ask. You'll, you'll, you're, if you're an hour, you're probably I not there yet. Over, I went over a rope bridge. Okay, because you know how Metal Gear Solids kind of have like a, uh, well, I guess. A lot of upfront talking. Well, they have a lot of upfront talking, but specifically yeah. with like anything after two, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, one did not have this. There's kind of like a mock intro like two you did the you, yes you, yes you, yes yes you did so this, the tank. this is kind of like a this is like a mock intro well yeah it's well because it's like in two you have the tanker mission mm-hmm. and then that leads to that's just a small subset of what will be the larger game and then the rest of the game takes place somewhere else in a different fashion and, totally. and four kind of does that too where you start off in the desert and you're just kind of like not doing anything in significant anything significant and then the next four acts are revolving around a similar plot line, and the first one is just kind of like there to tutorialize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same with this upcoming Phantom Pain, where you have Ground Zeroes, and then you have the rest of the game, which will be Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain. Yes. So this one will have a point where it will become you have like this objective, and you're trying to do something at the beginning. I forget what it was. It was like. It's, oh, it had it has it's it's some mission title. It's like mission blah blah blah, and S- Snake makes some remark about the title, and then they're like, "It's very funny, Snake, but for serious, let's do this." But ba- yeah, <laughs> so basically, they will a new mission will happen, and they will change the title. And this first quote unquote mission is just yeah, kind of like Act One, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then from there, things will happen, and you'll be pulled out, and then you'll be sent back in for what will be the rest of the game. So I'm not sure if you've yeah. gotten to that point, but you'll see it. There there will be a there will I, be a twist. I haven't gotten to that point. I I've only gone over a rope bridge where they said, you need to take these guys out before you can go over the rope bridge. I'm like, sure. Okay. I could do that. Yeah, you, you okay, then you'll you'll know it. You'll kn- They changed some of the buttons. Well some of the stuff you can do. Well I don't... it depends which uh which Metal Gear game did you play beforehand? Which one was your favorite, Peter? Wait, of one and two? Yeah. Well, I mean, I played them in order. But, I mean, do you remember that that screen? Which, pick your favorite Metal Gear, or I'm, Wait, like, new. They changed the they changed the buttons yes, on you? Yes, you idiot. I thought that that <laughs> only changed the uh, mask that you were at the beginning of the game. I think that changes the button layout, yeah? I, uh, Not maybe? that I... What I read was that it only changes the mask. Like, oh. if you pick M- MGS1, he was wearing, like, a snake mask or something. If you if you pick MGS2, it's a Raiden mask. And you pick three, you get, like, some extra fatigues or something. I thought that changed controller layout, because I, no. I remember four and two having different button layouts. So I assume that that's what... Uh, three was doing only it was doing it with one two Mm. or three no i i looked it up because i wanted to make sure i was picking the right thing and they said all it really does is add like one chooses like the between one and two is just two different masks and then three you get some extra like camouflage that you can use in the game all right then i was mistaken okay that would have been cool if they had done that in the other games if you press square you would grab people right 
Right. I'm going up to people and jamming square and nothing's happening. I'm like, why am I not grabbing you? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's square. Or You know what? There might be a different nuance to that because I remember Michael playing it and never, ever, ever doing CQC. Like, I don't even think the trophy ever pinged for, like, mm-hmm. putting knocking someone out using CQC. Like, it's a 75% completion trophy that I do not have because he didn't like using CQC. Well, I would say I don't like using CQC either, but I I like to like grab them and kind of try to choke them out. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no, that's ideal. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to you like just blasting through that one now. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to finish <laughs> these in time, Joe. I know you fucked up. But I mean, how am I supposed to? Yeah, how, yeah, I don't know. No, you you um. Well, in theory, you could, but I'm not gonna ask that of you. No, that's insane. No, you're Luckily, insane. Did you see that all the Metal Gear games are on sale on the PlayStation Network right now? Well, so that's perfect timing. I'll just buy them. Perfect. Yeah. Now that Konami <laughs> has let go of like their biggest asset, they're like, well, fuck. We need to like get people to buy this shit real quick Yeah. before it goes under. <laughs> all right. I can't wait to hear more yeah. about that. And that's, and that's all I've really been playing besides some more messing around with uh, my idol. Well, oh, yes. I need to get you that picture of me. Why does Amiibo Tap not make any goddamn sense, Peter? Joe! Fuck! All right, back. I'm back. So, thank God, we're still recording, right? Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so what the fuck is wrong with Amiibo goddamn motherfucking tap? Do you know what Amiibo tap is, Joe? Nope. Go, lay it on me. Okay, so Amiibo tap, uh, we talked about it during their uh, their uh, Nintendo Direct, the last one they had. It's basically that demo thing where you tap your Amiibo onto the thing, onto the gamepad, and then it gives you a demo you know, from like the oh, virtual oh, console. Oh, okay. Or I, thought, I thought you cut out for a second. I got scared again. No, no. Ah! So, so the thing is, um, everyone had assumed that, of course, the amiibo you use probably will unlock a game from that series. Oh, God. No, it doesn't. It's completely random. Why would it be random? Why would I buy a Star Fox amiibo? So, okay, I tested this out with my Star Fox Amiibo. This was before people had posted about it, so I didn't even know that this was the case. Mm-hmm. But I 
I took the Star Fox <laughs> amiibo. I was like, oh, cool. I get to play some Star Fox. I haven't played Star Fox in forever. I, hell, I don't even think I've played the Super Nintendo one. I've only played the N64 one. Let's tap this on and do it. I tap it on. I unlock Super, uh, Super Mario World. Not that I don't love Super Mario World. I was about World. to say, why do you hate Super Mario World? I, it was great. It was the best 90 seconds I could have asked for because the demo was 90 seconds. But when you buy an amiibo, you kind of expect to get that amiibo. Yes, no, that makes way more sense than what you just told me. So at the time, I thought, wait, do they just hate Fox that much that they're like, fuck Fox, let's make it unlock a Mario game. But later I found out that it's just like, it's random. Like, even if you put Mario on there, you could unlock like a Kirby game. I'm just like, that's kind of silly. I mean, that might make sense, though, because then in that case, they're essentially making the more popular amiibos like they're making it so that they can ensure that all of their demos get out they get distributed equally you know because if you tie them to a particular amiibo then the more popular ones are going to have a more prevalent demo uh, i guess so but it's just kind of weird because no matter what if i put my now that now that star fox has unlocked super mario world no matter what whenever i put that amiibo onto the gamepad, it will always do Super Mario World. It will never do any other demo but Super Mario World. This Star Fox is the Super Mario World Star Fox. Huh. That is all it is for. That's its that only it purpose. That it will, that's all it will ever do with Amiibo Tap. That's all it will ever do. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, I don't, it's weird to me. But yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. I p- will probably never use it again. I just wanted to use it to see what it was. But, you know, if I want to play Super Mario World, I will just play Super Mario World, not the, a 90-minute demo. A 90-second demo of Super Mario World. I was about World. to say, that's just only enough time to kill Yoshi. Yeah. Which I did. I did that. I totally did that. Totally did that. Good. Sweat. Not, we- not, not purposeful. <laughs> oh, I see. I jumped off of him. I was like, no, Yoshi, come back. <laughs> ah, so, yeah. Well, with that being said, let's jump into news. So. Wait, can I have an? Can I have one more Amiibo minute? Sure, one more minute of Amiibo. So Nintendo has done a rerun of the Villager Amiibo only in Japan. That's not the thing that's weird, though. They redesigned his face. What? It looks... They made it smaller. Like, his head is the same size, but the physical features of his face are smaller to where it looks like his face has been shrunk. Like, it doesn't fit on his head. That's... I need to see this now. I can send you a link. Send me the link. Everyone else, Google new Japanese villager amiibo thing. Boop. Yep, so I have it in front of me now. <laughs> well, not yet, but I will have it in front of me. It's uh, it's loading. It's loading. And and uh, you have to scroll. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's just really odd because now it's just like is it? Isn't that how what their happened? eyes typically are? Like the no, the, I like if you look at comparison screenshots, it's much closer to the first one than the second one. Huh? I didn't realize that. Well, 
<laughs> I, it'll go a long way in letting collectors know that this is not like the reissue. Exactly, and that's the thing. I think Nintendo changed it just to make it so that collectors could keep their old ones and be like, this is the original one, and that's why it's worth $100, which I have the original one, so it's worth $100. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. I don't really care that much. I thought it was weird. Like, they went through the trouble of changing the dies and stuff to be like, let's move the face just slightly and make it smaller. There we go. Well, then with that rounded out, <laughs> this is another Amiibo minute. Exactly a minute. Now. Oh, no, wait, that oh, was wow. two minutes. Fuck you, t- Peter. Damn I need it. to cut you off. Your scrolling took me too long. I know, right? Well, you should have just gotten the raw image, Link. <laughs> None of this nonsense where I have to navigate through gross forums. That's true. It's true. So, all right. So we'll move on to news. I'm just going to blast some of the the like the smaller shit out of the way just real quick. Just Let's do it. So, first and foremost, some a small bit of news. There was a botched conversion rate between the Indonesian rupee and the American dollar on Steam such that mm. mods or people who made mods from Indonesia or people from Indonesia could buy mods at stupid cheap prices. And the same coin, people from the United States could not afford to buy Indonesian rupee made <laughs> content because that shit was hella expensive. So was this like an issue where the the exchange rate changed or just they fucked up? They fucked up. Typically, I think I need to go back, but I think one American dollar is worth like 1400 rupee. Okay. And they changed it to be one to one. Oh, so now Jesus. what would cost one dollar <laughs> converted now cost fourteen hundred dollars converted. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it was a minor hiccup. Uh they've gone back and basically have gotten anyone's account who has either purchased something too expensive or bought something too cheaply. They've made it right such that now people are getting the correct amount of money that the creator deserves or is entitled okay. to. So that was something fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a small thing. Not not, not a too big of a deal. Uh, another small bit of news. The next Dirt game is being released on early access now. Um, and I think... That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was happening. Exactly. So it's going to follow the same kind of model that a lot of early access games have done up until this point, where it's going to start out at a cheap price so you can buy into it early, but there's not a lot implemented into the game. And then over time, as they fill up its feature set, the price will increase until it's eventually a $60 game, at which point it will be released on Steam. Um, Right now, because it's early access, it's not on consoles. Uh, but the way this is structured, they could go ahead and release it on consoles once they are done with the game. So it's not... Some people have been like, oh, it's PC only. No, it's just available in like a beta alpha state on yeah. PC. So That's kind of interesting because that's like a new model for them. Cause like typically with these early access games, it's more like the smaller or like lesser known games. But Dirt is like... That's a major racing game. Yeah, you know? that that's why I found it, yeah, that's why I found it interesting because yeah, we've seen a lot of smaller developers or smaller studios try to do stuff like this, but now we're starting to move over into a more triple A yeah. area of development. I wouldn't put dirt quite at triple A, but it's pretty well regarded. I mean it's Codemasters, right? Yeah, it's well like, it's they're a well known studio. Yeah, it's well regarded, if nothing else. Yeah. 
so this is a brave new world. It's an interesting new story. I'm not sure if it means that there's going to be any established new precedents for the industry, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if now we see other larger developers consider using early access for betas and alphas. Sure. So I mean, it's an interesting model to try out, if anything. It's a good alternative to what would have been the pre-order model. Mm-hmm. Like, if they could do something like this and somehow do it on consoles, a closed platform then that would also be uh, an interesting thing. I'm not sure if Sony or Microsoft are interested, particularly in an early access model yet, but it's not beyond the scope of possibility? Of the two, I would say Sony would be more likely because they seem to be more open to these crazy sort of things. Totally. So, that's that. Um, Moving on... uh, the mod charges on Steam for mods being released on Bethesda games has since been backpedaled. Yes. Um, they are no longer charging for mods. They said, oh, it was a bad idea. It's like, no shit. Um, I mean, I think in general charging for mods isn't a bad idea, especially since they had, they even said that you could get them for free. Like, it's up to the mod maker. But I just, I don't know. I guess the community just didn't like it. I think that, I think that uh, like, a modder should be rewarded for making a really good mod, especially if it takes a lot of their time. But I think they just need to like find a better system, I guess. It didn't seem like the 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 uh, royalty rates were very good for the modders in general. Yeah, I think they. I think a better idea would be like a Patreon system. If Steam could integrate a way yeah. such that you're paying a monthly fee to a modder of your own choosing, I think that would be a much better idea. That'd be great. That would be cool. Um. So, yep, this is a, so they, I guess you can call it a good decision. I think it's just neutral. The whole thing was neutral to me. I don't necessarily care too much, but yeah, it is a certainly an alarming precedent for those who are used to free mods from the internet. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Uh, This actually happened last week and in our neglect, never bothered to mention it. Silent (laughs) Hills is canned now. It's official. We were busy mourning. We were busy mourning, lamenting. So, yeah, apparently the tweet... Be- actually, it was seven hours before we podcasted that a tweet did go out um, from Del Toro saying that he was no longer on the project. Mm-hmm. And as with Del Toro, Redis also came out and said, yeah, I'm, I can't do it anymore because it's not happening and I'm bummed. And it's like, we are all fucking bummed. Fuck you, Konami. Like... Oh, the hate just flew through the internet yeah. that day. Konami is weird. They're being weird right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they like downsized their gaming division to a like a small yeah. shell. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't it it seems like a very bad stream of events happening. For their yeah, for their gaming sections at least. Everyone wants to paint this as the gloom and doom, the downfall of Konami. Um, they still got health spas, bitches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, the thing is, it's the downfall of Konami in America. Everywhere, like, in Japan, they do great, but they do other things besides games. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they've burnt one of their last potential bridges. Um, I would just rather have them have... I would rather they sell their IP at this point. Kind of, yeah. You know, it'd be great if they sold uh, the Metal Gear IP to Kojima. But that'd be great. We 
the problem is it's going to take a series of bad Metal Gear games to come out first before they abandon that IP. Yeah. And you know, I mean, they've already have listings. They are making a, another Metal Gear team without oh, Kojima. Of course they are, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. look no further than Silent Hill. That game has been a shell of a husk of its former self for five games yeah. about... Well, Silent Hill and uh, more recently Castlevania. Castle, yes, Ca- Castlevania as well. Got stripped of everything. Yeah, so, so, and yet even in spite of the train wreck that are those two series at this point, they still keep churning them out to some extent. So mm-hmm. while I can dream of the day that they get rid of these awesome IPs and give them to more competent developers, I'm not seeing that happen anytime soon. It, uh, I'm curious what's on the horizon, especially for Metal Gear and Silent Hill. Um, but, yep. That's so. That's the thing that happened. I mm-hmm. re, there's really nothing I can say that hasn't already been said a million times over. Yep. So, moving on, I will let you field some of these stories. So I'm gonna do the quick ones first, and then we'll go to the one that's actually. This is like the only big story. This last one, but um, so PS4 set sales hit 22.3 million. Pretty substantial. To put that in perspective, that makes it the fastest selling console. Of all, like the fastest selling, not the highest selling, the fastest selling console of all time. All right, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. We're on pace. Um, IGN. So the IGN every month does this thing called IGN First, which is when they reveal a game, reveal something like news, a game, whatever, for the very first time. Next week, their IGN for- First reveal is going to be Rock Band Four gameplay. Yay! I'm excited. Of course you are. So we'll see how that how, how that looks. Um, we will know we will know what Rock Band Four looks like in about a week. Um, Excellent. Soul Calibur Six. So they haven't announced Soul Calibur Six, but on the Soul Calibur Facebook page, they've put up a poll that you can vote for your favorite character. All right. Who's so? And it says, vote for the future of Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur 6 must be coming. And just a little preview. uh, If you look at the results of the poll so far, guess which characters are really highly picked and which ones are very low picked. Um, wait, is there a where? Well, I can't look at the list, but... The The ones from... One through four are very highly picked, while the ones that were in Soul Calibur Five are very lowly picked. I'm not surprised. I was going to say probably Nightmares at the top. Yeah, uh, there's probably it's, some it's Ivy like, or Mitsuruki. Yeah, it's I. It's it's like you know, the mainstays. But the fact is that in five they ripped out all the mainstays and replaced them with a bunch of scrubs, and uh, those are the ones that people are not voting for. Yeah, they're trying to like can, they're trying to make this overarching narrative and introducing new characters that have some semblance to each character's backstory. Yeah. The problem is the games have like abandoned the backstories for so long that it's just not interesting mm-hmm. anymore. Totally. Plus like who wants to see a an Ivy that's like 30 years older? I mean, as long as she has the cans <laughs> to match. Oh man. And she always does. She always does. Oh, she always does. And now for the actual, the only actual like meaningful news story. Um, All right. So, 
the folks that some old rare folks made a new studio and they announced their own um, spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie called Ukulele. I fucking hate everything. I so everyone is so happy about this, and I'm just like, really? Like, like, okay, come Banjo- on, guys. Like, come like, on. are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? Like, oh, like, like the thing is, like, don't get me wrong. Banjo Kazooie is a fun game. I love Banjo Kazooie. It's really good. But guys, it's been 15 years, and you couldn't make a new thing. Like, it's it almost looks like it's basically a ripoff of the original game. This would be like if they came out. Like the Crash Bandicoot developers came out with Willy Wombat, like what? Like or the Gianna sisters? Yeah, like if you look at like if you look at the images, they basically took Banjo Kazooie and just they're like it's it's a winged creature and a non-winged creature, like it's the same thing. Like I don't know, man. I, it's kind of weird. For, it's weird to me. Like I, I'm sure it'll be a great game, but at least for me, um. I found that the reason, like a lot of people are like miss the old 3D platformers, and I the thing is I love 3D platformers. I think are great, but the Banjo Kazooie style I don't think really ages well because they're so the worlds are so big and you don't have like that focus that I feel like Mario like those guys that make the Mario games they're really smart. They figured out that hey. The worlds don't need to be that big. We can focus on great platforming in these linear style levels that actually control well and not have like this problem where like, oh, I'm on this random corner of the stage and I don't know what where the fuck I'm supposed to go. Like they kind of solve that problem. So I, I'm interested to see if like they really stick to the banjo formula or if they actually learn from these 15 years, you know? I mean, I, I yeah, well, for starters, let's just the name is really bad. I, it's like one of those things where, like, I kind of like it as a callback, but it's just, like, Yo. way too on the nose. It's just way too on the nose. Like, if this was, like, an April Fool's joke, it would be amazing. This, like, this it's, would be it's a, a you- great, it's a great joke. Right. Like, it's great. And then you're like, but, no, that's really the name. And it's like, that's oh. Really the, yeah, yeah, it's really, like, uh, What it. is this name? Also, like, again, car- creatures... Like it's so on the nose. It's basically a, a, it's the, it, if you put them side by side, they look exact. Like they look, they they fall. Like if you put their shadows together, they have the same shadow. Ah, uh, like come on. And that, and they're gonna need to be real careful with again, as you said already. It's just the collectathons of Banjo and Kazooie and Donkey Kong yes. 64. For the time, they were okay. Um. Uh, having tried to go back to both of those games, oh god damn, is it like daunting? Yeah, like I, and, yeah. And I feel like a lot. Well, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but like, I kind of pride myself. Well, not pride myself, but like platforming is kind of my thing. And like, I feel like a lot of people that make platformers, mainly Nintendo, learned that just games need more focus than that. Like those games were so like, just fucking throw everything in there. It's like that doesn't work. To an extent, like it's at some point, it's too convoluted. Yeah, I mean, like, look no further than yeah. Comparing the two, like Donkey Kong sixty four and Banjo Kazooie, both had these one things you needed to collect. In Banjo, it was jiggies, and Donkey mm-hmm. Kong is gold bananas, and Mario had its analog of gold stars. Here's the thing: Mario stopped at gold stars. Yeah, Banjo and Donkey Kong had a bunch of other collectible shit you needed to get, but in but those actually applied to other parts of the game 
like a, a locked off access if you did not acquire these other collectible items. So it's just, it was stupid. It was daunting. And I think Mario 64 is, and the other Mario games to follow were much better than mm-hmm. they've aged better because of it. Totally. And not to say that I don't think this game will probably, like, I think this game will be good. Like, I'm excited to see the game. Like, I want to play it. It'll probably, like, I love 3D platformers. Um, it just, it just feels bad. It just feels like pandering almost. Kind of yeah. like, remember these guys? <laughs> but the pandering worked. They are the, uh, they, they are the fast, like, was it the fastest or the, I think they're like the fastest funded game on Kickstarter ever. Something like that. They're not the highest yet, but they're the, like, they no other game has surpassed a million this quickly yeah there's clearly a demand for it and they made the smart decision of actually trying to address and go back to this franchise that has been given up on for a very long time mm-hmm. so yeah i i want i look forward to what they eventually make and i look forward also to playing it um yes i'm not going to be overly cynical about this because i trust them as developers but yeah it's, oh yeah but it is a it is very much a this is for those people who played those games and loved those games. Yes. And if you are a newcomer, you might not necessarily enjoy this. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that like those games and they're I mean, frankly, they're they're a legendary developer. Like legendary. Like they are a team like people keep going back like why doesn't Rare make good games anymore? Because everyone left. Like these these are what this is what Rare actually is. This is the real Rare. Like, the people at Rare now are not the people that made these games, you know? So, like, these are the real members of Rare that left. Yes, and now you must look upon that which you adored and grow to resent it as an adult. (laughs) It's like, wait, this game is shit. Fuck! I was an idiot growing up. It's like, yes, you were. We were all idiots, but we grow older and learn from our mistakes. (laughs) I'm really hoping that this brings back, like... I know a lot of people really like the Mario 64 style of platformer, but I mean, obviously I like Crash Bandicoot. So I kind of like the more linear style where I'm hoping that at some point they'll bring back the more linear style where uh, it's more focused and it's more challenge based. Because like in these games, it's more like you got to just get to a place and collect a thing. While with the old Crash games, it was like there are enemies and they're in a set route and you need to find the specific pattern of like jumps and like spins to actually get past these enemies. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed crash. It was a very different game than what these games were, but I enjoyed its mm-hmm. style and I wouldn't mind actually, I would sooner rather see a game inspired by crash come out than I would uh banjo kazooie or donkey Kong 64, honestly. Cause I think, yeah, crash is easier to digest a little bit. It really is. It's easier to jump in and jump out. Um, yes. With with Banjo, like, if you don't keep playing it, you'll come back and be like, where the hell am I? And how do I get to these things? And It becomes a spreadsheet simulator at some point. It's like, okay, do I got all of this? Okay, do I got all of that? Oh, <laughs> really, fuck. That is true. We got to go There's back to this world and get this thing, you know? Crash Bandicoot is just jump into the world, and you can probably clear it all in one go in most cases. Some cases, maybe not, but... Yeah, though I really like. Well, you're well. You're kind of wrong for the crash thing, just because there's a lot of secrets in crash. Yeah, there are some branching paths and shit like that. Not even okay. Well, that is part well, of it. I could tell you, but there's some secrets in Crash Two that's like, 
I didn't know them until I like read a guide. Like, there's no way you could have figured this out just like off chance, you know? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Oh, well, I guess uh, it- there's there's a crystal that you can only get if you go through and this one level without hitting and an, hitting one single crate. And that's not like a common thing. Just this one level, just this random ass level. If you do that in that level, you get a random crystal. Well, that's one thing. It was more so in <laughs> reference to Donkey Kong 64, where yeah. you would have collectibles that you could not get because you did not unlock a character for another like three levels, and oh, then you would have to double yeah. back. Like I'm saying, in theory, you could technically complete a crash level in one go. Yeah, you're right. You could do that, Joe. You're right. Yeah, but yes, it was still it's a it's a simpler game in spite of it that. Is those crazy secrets that you just described to me so <laughs> but that's the thing though now that i know them i can get like everything in one path through pass through it's like oh i'm just gonna get them all like remember that time i played crash and you're just like man you're just going through this thing I'm like yeah dude i know these levels i know them by heart i just know <laughs> it <laughs> oh yep it's a brave new world we live in i'm excited to see where this goes me too. I'm I I like the idea of these types of games coming back because I feel like everything nowadays is all like Call of Duty, bro shootered up, and I really miss these more fun games where there was more kitty, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've in like for the longest time the only ones that were coming out were Nintendo, and that's not bad, but like they don't change much, you know, like a Mario game, like they change some things but it's it's essentially like go save the princess again while these other ones got brought different perspectives of different types of platforming that there could be totally so yeah uh otherwise it seems to be the rest of the news unless you found anything else i there's nothing else that i found nothing else that you found yeah i couldn't find too much else and then let's see as we like go back once we're done recording this episode realize there was something huge we missed <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I could do one more pass. All right. Uh, yeah. Do do one more quick glance. Don't feel pressured to say anything, though. There's a, a mod for your smartphone that lets you use the GTA smartphone on your smartphone. Nah. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> All right. Yep. I made the. Wait. Oh. You can play as Samus in Monster Hunter Four. All right. I don't know if she's a crazy cat person or not. Fuck, crazy cat persons. <laughs> no. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I made the dire mistake of not turning on any lights in the house when I started to record, so now I'm just uh. sitting here in the dark. <laughs> I've made a mistake. Oh, no. But with that being said, you've listened to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. You can find me and Peter on social media. I'm going to put our names and our handles in the comments such or the description of the podcast such that you can seek us out we're both on twitter we're both on facebook you can also find both of us on the playstation network psn you can also find us on steam you can find peter on xbox live yes yes the living one the the one that is alive you can also find us streaming games on twitch i will not be doing that for a while peter might still be streaming metal gear we shall uh, see. Maybe no. I mean, maybe. I mean, I. Uh, oh wait. I stream. I stream Twin Snakes, but two and three are, are not I on ju- PC. I just remembered that. Yes, you're right. Okay, never mind. 
Peter is never streaming anything. Maybe Dead Space at some point in time. I don't know. I I could do that. Do that. Get a camera but on the you. Trophies, Joe. Oh fuck, you're right. Well, Dead Space actually, won. honestly, by the time by the time I get to those games, I'll be in Kansas and I'll have income, so I could probably get one of those uh, streaming boxes and attach it to my PS3. Oh and boy, that. that would be so cool if you can do that. Yeah. Well, I'll have money then. I can't wait to have money. Me too. So. Yeah, there's that. You can find us on Twitch. You can also visit our website, ZucchiniThumbs.com. That's where we post these podcasts, and we post some other stupid shit, too, on occasion. Uh, yeah. You can also send us emails, ZucchiniThumbs at gmail.com. Send us anything. I have not checked it recently. Probably don't have anything, as is usually the case, but hmm. uh, maybe at some point I'll pimp out another request for emails. Yes, please. Always pimping emails. Um, we're also in association with the Ohio State Podcast Network. You can find us at go.osu.edu forward slash podcasting. There we have a variety of other podcasts, much like this one. Others not as much. Um, update on some special events that have happened. We had our Oval Cast. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, last, was it last? Yes, last Tuesday, where we sat on the Oval and recorded podcasts. Um, the wind destroyed the sound quality. <laughs> and I had to drag Brandon kicking and screaming to the Oval because I had chairs and tables and a car. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's record. And then Brandon was like, oh, I'm, I might be sick. And I was like, rally. So I threw him in my car, <laughs> blindfolded him, drove him to the Oval, and we set up shop out there. And I recorded a little bit of us talking. And there was a nice kid I met um, from Hungary, no less, mm. uh, who I talked to a little bit. Uh, he was much quieter than us Americans, which made it difficult to record his beautiful uh. voice. <laughs> uh, and again, the wind destroyed it. So I'm going to comb through that shit and hopefully see if I can salvage some of that audio and maybe upload it to the site. It'll be fun to listen to if it works. Um, knock on wood. So with all that being said, thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.